I had a pretty good deal. I was living on the second floor of a penthouse, a two-floor penthouse, alongside a river slash creek slash pollution chute. This creek used to be called something like Sludge, Black Sludge Creek, Suzhou River. Look it up in Shanghai. And I live right at this funny-looking V, upside-down V. It's a man-made creek in the creek. And there's a what looks like park, but it's actually underground. There's a parking lot slash water refinement. Used to be where Shanghai Brewery was. So it's not a real park, but it's kind of a park. It's mostly a bunch of stray cats. That's where I lived. And I lived with a couple of different people. They rotated in and out. But the main tenant who I subleased under was a Australian guy 10 years older than me that ran his own bar in the French concession, former French concession. And uh, he's what you call a functioning alcoholic. So that means basically he doesn't have a moral compass. He's a decent guy, but, you know, he'll eat your food out of the refrigerator every time and then act like he didn't take your umbrella so you have to go out in the rain, open your packages and use whatever in them. Knock on your bedroom door when you're not home and try to have sex with your girlfriend. Just, you know, that kind of a guy. And then get wasted every weekend because he works at a bar, his own bar, and he'd come home in the morning, stumble in with some stranger who would leave before he woke up and half the time didn't remember he even brought home one. So uh, that was my situation for like four years. And the last year I started to look at if I could move and if I could get my own place somewhere, even though it was a pretty awesome situation since we were the top floor and the second floor had its own entrance. So it was, it was basically like, you know, a private room because I didn't have anybody next to me. But when I started looking for a place at the, what was I paying? Uh, I think I was paying 3000 RMB in the beginning. Which I'm not going to be able to figure out real quick here, but you divide by something like 6.8. And um, and when I started looking for places, I tried to find a place near, I knew a guy who uh, ran a, kind of ran a practice slash recording studio in a old bunker. There's bunkers in Shanghai. And uh, he told me I could use it whenever I wanted to. So I wanted to get a place nearby because I just didn't have time to get down there. And I started looking around. And for that rate, the places I was seeing were like all four-story walk-ups, no courtyards, real tiny. And the only window in them faced into other people's window. And I don't mean from like a distance. I mean like you could reach out and hand them something. So when I was like looking at the places, you'd see people washing dishes like face to face, like basically looking into a mirror, but it's somebody else and a bunch of places like that. And I have to say as depressing and gray and rainy and sad as it gets in Shanghai, having a view makes all the difference. I don't mean just Shanghai, probably a lot of places in China and elsewhere. So... I really wanted to have some kind of view. I wanted to be able to at least see the sky. You couldn't even see the sky in those places. And I had looked like periodically. Well, turns out we were subleasing from a 
chess champion from, I want to say, Wuyi uh, Jiajong, an international chess champion, a woman who won in, I don't know, uh, who was living in Germany, I think. And her mom ran our, owned our place and rented it to us, and they wanted to get us out so they could sell it because everybody gets rich, rich in places like Shanghai by selling. You own it before China became the roaring economy it did, and you sell your place and you become a multimillionaire. I think they were already wealthy because of who owned the place, but still. So we had, I want to say like two or three months notice, and I couldn't find anywhere, and I just was ready to throw in the towel and have to go back to America because it was like, I can't. I can't live in an even worse situation because I barely could live in my situation, which was pretty damn good, I guess. <laughs> uh, relative, I guess, for me. But uh, I ran into some musician, a musician, a, a guitarist, and his singer-slash-girlfriend, I guess, Chinese people, um, younger. I know the guy was my age. The girl was like I was probably thirty three, and he, and she was probably like twenty five. I guess uh, she she's like a Russian Chinese, so kind of a little bit Asian looking, but kind of not. And uh, anyways, I told them I was looking for a place, and they were like, "Move in with us!" Like our roommate is moving out and like she just left and we need to get someone that'd be perfect you know oh man and they lived right on the other side of that creek so i could see where i would be living like it's i could almost throw a rock to it which was fantastic because i really liked my neighborhood at least i was really familiar with it and uh it was the master bedroom and it had its own bath you know bathrooms bath shower which was huge. Like in my penthouse where I was living, my bathroom was on the floor beneath. And uh, it was like, it would get so cold in winter that I would pee into like empty bottles and stuff rather than go out into the hallway and go down there. And plus like, it was always wet in that bathroom. And I had a gay roommate down there that was always jerking off in the living room. Like, I just didn't want to have to go down there every time, you know, where you want to do a quick shower, clean thing. Anyway, this place had its own bathroom, so I was in. And uh, I had my own tree that I wheeled over there on a dolly and got pretty set up and made it a little cool. Like, my bed was surrounded by a wardrobe and two walls, so it was, like, completely boxed in, which was fantastic. And I had pillows around the edging the whole wall. And uh, pretty soon it became apparent that they didn't get along that well. Um, the apartment was different because it was all Chinese, unlike where I was living. And Chinese style means that uh, the living room is just a hallway. It's empty. It's bare. And that means stuff in the kitchen. It's not shared like family style. It's like you have your own fucking everything. And don't touch my shit. Which means the kitchen's full of shit and there's not even anywhere to put your own stuff. Oh yeah, it gets worse because somebody lives in the kitchen. So having the kitchen has a mattress on it and some kind of electrical meter, which I guess gauges the, just the fucking light bulb in there. 
And there was a guy from Qingdao, Shandong, who lived in the kitchen. He did have like a little sliding door, but still, I just decided I will not be using this kitchen. <laughs> and I bought an electric stove and put it in my bathroom and something else. I think an electric kettle. And I didn't really cook at home. I pretty much went out all the time because of that. But if I had to, I could. Um, and the living room was partitioned, too. That's where the girl singer lived. Uh, so, you know, the that made the living room into a hallway because she took the majority of the living room with a kind of like a paper-thin sliding door, which she was pretty eccentric, like, all she had in there was like a thing you wear clothes to look at what you're what you'll wear like a mannequin kind of she had that and a futon maybe not even a futon like a sofa something like a futon no bed and no drawers or nothing like that i think there was maybe a wardrobe and the next bedroom small bedroom was where the guitarist was in and then the bedroom next to mine was another guy and he also never came out. So, like, I never came out. He never came out. And the musicians, they'd come home at, like, 1.30 in the morning because they were working six days a week playing at a hotel. And when they would get home, they'd fucking fight. So, like, twice a week, you'd wake up to just, like, straight shouting. And you'd be like, well, I'd go tell them. I'd tell them a thing or two. You know, it's like, no. It's not your country first it's not your culture, second. It's not your place either because it's theirs and they invited you in. Yeah, I pay something, but I got fucking nowhere else to go. So I was so grateful to be in there. But the first two points are very hard to get across because I know people are like, well, I wouldn't fucking. Yeah, but you're not in that environment, you know? It's different. And uh, it got bad because one morning I woke up to what sounded like her being killed. I never heard a scream like someone was slicing someone's throat before, but until that time. And because uh, you, you, you get used to ignoring them, trying to, even though they wake you up and shit. But luckily I had a uh, student slash girlfriend over that night who's Chinese and so we opened the door to come out and he was like look see I'm not even touching her and the girl I was with was like you shouldn't hit a girl you know and he came to the sliding partition door and slammed it shut but he said something like mind your own business and uh, that was whack because like it did sound like he was killing her and so I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And I think we went and had breakfast. And by the time we came back, the police were there. And the landlord was there. And uh, they were all in the front. And when we came into the room, the girl creepily, like, turned around. She was drinking a hot water or something. And, like, turned around. And she was like, you didn't do anything to save me. Or something like that. I was like, what? You know? What do you mean? We came out. I mean, like, I, I don't, the, dude, dude, it's it's not my country. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it got pretty bad. And I think 
at some point I told the landlord who was actually a middleman uh, that they fight all the time. And uh, then the guitar guy and the landlord guy went out and had drinks one night and talked shit about me the whole fucking night. And it, dude, the guitarist told the landlord that I talked about sex with this girlfriend, which was like, actually, I was coming out of my room and she was like, you got to stop seeing so many girls and just get like a girlfriend. And I was like, why get a girlfriend when you can have several girlfriends? Which I think was the extent of us talking about sex, dude. So the landlord has this idea that I'm just like getting into sex talk with this guy's girlfriend or whatever. So it got really, really bad. And eventually, finally, the dude did leave, which was, it creeped me out because she would like every once in a while, like sneak into my room and like be afraid of him. And I'd be freaking out because it's like, that dude's nuts. And you're like, and he's here and you're in my room. Like, that was, <laughs> that was pretty scary. Uh, I, I remember at some point he looked at me and he was like, are you afraid of me? And it was like, uh, again, context, not my country, dude. Um, so eventually the dude left and... She was there by herself for a little while. And a mutual sort of friend of his that I had met, who's a real deal artist uh, from down the street, there's an art district. And uh, this guy was pretty loony. I, I ate dinner with them and him once before. So he had brought a woman art curator from Beijing down to move into this guy's old room. And this uh, light-eyed, very uh, light-skinned, light-eyed Chinese woman who's probably 15 years older than me uh, came up and introduced herself. She's kind of pretty, seemed like elegant in that uh, older generation style of Chinese. And at first, it seemed fine. You know, she came and, like, gave me hot soup sometimes. But I was kind of trying to be like, don't fucking do anything for me because I don't want to have this kind of relationship. But uh, pretty quickly figured out that she was insane. Uh, I'd, like, come home and she'd be like, hey, someone's peeing on the kitchen, kitchen floor. Like, I'd be like, sorry, what? She'd be like, yeah, look. I was up this morning, and the kitchen had pee all over it. I was like, huh? What do you mean? She's like, there's a dog that's coming in here and peeing on our kitchen floor. And if that's not bad enough, people are going into my room and reading my books in my bed when I'm not home. And it was like, huh. I I don't think so. And she would be like, so we're going to have to lock the door from now on. So whoever's home lets the other people in. In other words, you have a key, but you can't get in unless somebody lets you in. Now, again, I've explained like how disconnected the Chinese culture is when you share an apartment. You don't hardly even, I don't think I ever knew the guy's name who lived in the next bedroom. So like, no. And that's 
when I kind of flipped out at her and was like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? Because she wanted to install cameras into the apartment. I was like, dude, everything's fine. We had no problems until you moved in. So if you don't like it, get the fuck out. And we're not locking the doors and shit like that. And then I wake up in my e-bike, which is, you know, what an e-bike is, right? Electric bike sort of scooter would be pushed over and on its side and with the fucking pedals bent and shit like that. And she wouldn't be home. And then I bring it in to like charge the battery. I'd come out and fucking be pushed over again. It happened over and over. So I fucking hated this lady. I, uh, I painted later. I had like a legitimate girlfriend and I painted her picture and I hung it in the living room so it would dry. And I came out and she was ripping it off the wall and she's just fucking ripping into me. Like, blah, 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 blah. I can't understand what she was saying. My Chinese is like, intermediate like and it depends what fucking people are talking about and so i don't know like somebody that angry and crazy couldn't follow and when that happened my girlfriend at the time thank god she was there and even though she was like 10 years younger than me she got in between us and fucking made that situation barely work because it was like i never wanted to like fight a woman before but i was like i wanted to fucking fight this like i felt like i had no choice dude i spent a hundred and some hours painting that thing and she was and it was wet you know and she just ripped it off the wall like it was trash like that makes you want to fucking punch somebody doesn't it don't you feel like you're entitled to fucking protect your property and shit so meanwhile the the girl singer moved out and uh some dude moved in that I didn't meet and he would smoke Chinese cigarettes which are not tobacco they maybe contain tobacco but there's some kind of gas that comes out of them that is like you know unmistakable and it went through those paper walls man and I'd be sleeping and it would wake me up and I would feel my skin itch it wasn't like tobacco I mean it's like being gassed in your room it was awful. In my room, everything was sealed closed. My door was sealed closed. I even took it down, drilled holes in it, and filled it with the uh, that expander foam, that insulation foam. I had soundproof foaming on both sides of the door. I had sealing on my windows. I had sealing on the bottom of the door. Even my bedroom was in the corner behind a wardrobe. I had my tree in there. A big fucking tree was in my room. And I had like humidifiers, I had radiators, and I had candles, and I had like my own ecosystem in there, which was necessary to survive in China. And as as often as I would clean that room, which was literally at least once a day, uh, that that gas was was the antichrist, and like it wasn't. I just couldn't do it, you know. I couldn't do it, and I told the landlord. You can't smoke if it's coming into my room. And he goes, man, that's terrible. I didn't know you had a problem with smoke. And I was like, yeah, I don't smoke. For starters, never mind. Like, I got a whole backstory with smoke from when I was 25, where I ended up in the hospital several times, which I'm not going to get into because he's (laughs) clearly not that empathetic. But he goes, yeah, you should go to the hospital and see what's wrong with you. And meanwhile, 
I was just recalling all of this shit, and I was like, damn, that's pretty bad. And then I thought, well, at least I had a girlfriend at that time. My girlfriend was insane. She still is insane. She's the reason I know what borderline syndrome is, because research, because you have to, because nobody can be that evil and crazy. And uh, every day, she would have some kind of emotional crisis, which would cause her to be angry and cry uncontrollably. And I don't mean like <laughs> every day. You mean every other day. Nope. Every day. And randomly. And for things that nobody has any responsibility or control over. And you think, man, you're an idiot, dude. Why do you leave her? It's like, dude, you don't know what crazy is. Because <laughs> the first time she like slipped out, we went to bed. Everything was cool. You know? While I'm like falling asleep, I hear her get up and like get her stuff and leave. And it was like, I think she just left me. Like, just like that, you know? And uh, I don't know if you've ever had anybody just leave you, but it's pretty fucked up. And I think uh, she came back. She came, she like told the taxi driver to turn around and go back. This is the, this is part of borderline syndrome. You, 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 you abandon people and then you feel bad about it and she came back and she like slept in the hallway not the first girlfriend to sleep in the hallway in my apartment complexes and not the second either and in the morning I went out for a run, run and she was like you gotta forgive me you gotta forgive me and I was like fuck that get the fuck out of here dude you find somebody else cause that don't fly you know and i ran my whole run run you know and then she just stayed at my door i think eventually one of my roommates let her in flatmates whatever you call them and i woke up to hearing her like talking at the door like oh i'm gonna follow you wherever you go i'm so sorry i'll never do any i don't know how many minutes or sets of minutes you need before you finally open the door and forgive somebody but that kind of thing went on and on i suppose a story for another time is when i got her to come to america and how that went down uh but i'll probably just end on me leaving shanghai was really the end i mean i don't know how i could have possibly like literally i mean like health-wise survived I think even, I think my work situation was okay, but it was only about a year later that the company, uh, what do you call that? When the, when the CEO like committed fraud, like scandal took millions of dollars out of it. So I worked for the second largest English academy in China. And you can only imagine how big that is, at least in terms of like adult education for English. And uh, that company was gone like overnight. And that was something like 18 or 19 years in the making. With We had something like 15 different centers in Shanghai. And I would bounce around to all of them. I'll probably tell you maybe some good stories about Shanghai another time. And that will probably be on the good side. But in terms of like living, that's when I left Shanghai. And I just remember being like... Fuck this place. The whole cab ride 
to the airport. Thank God my girlfriend helped me pack all my shit. Don't think I could have done it by myself. And looking at all the grayness of all the buildings on the way to the airport and just being like, I am never coming back, you know? Even now, I sometimes like get romantic memories of Shanghai and I do want to visit. I had the feeling like, burn this fucker down, like, bad.